You're listening to the Underdog Sports NFL Show with host Chris Horwadell and Mario Hines. Brought to you by Underdog Sports. Hey everybody, welcome to this week's episode of the Underdog NFL Show. Chris Horwadell joined by Mario Hines. Mario, sir, how are you? I'm ready for some football. That's what we're supposed to do, right? It's a, a Monday night party. Oh, that is. Join Frank and Alan Dan mm-hmm. and get this thing started. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we landed it. That was when their like Sunday night and Monday night football were were events. Oh my gosh, it was the best. And it's just we've moved away from that, and it's it's kind of sad. It is. You know. You know what it really makes me remember and feel the nostalgia from the uh, Mike Vick Deshaun Jackson opening play bomb like Washington game oh man that was a time yeah I was I was watching that at my house with my roommate and somebody else who we were talking about uh potentially moving in and the first half of that game was spectacular it was the first it was the first uh game of the Chip Kelly era Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. of Philadelphia Eagles football and uh you know it kind of went downhill from there it was so bad after that play I mean, there were moments, but it was, it did not live up to the first 20 minutes of the first half of that Washington game for sure. Yeah. Yeah. It was a pump fake for us all. Indeed. Uh, well, as you mentioned, it is week one of the NFL season. I've got BovadaSportsbook.com up in front of me. We're going to look at all of this week's games, matchups, do some picks, that kind of fun stuff. But before we dig into that, good sir. I would like to get your reaction to the season finale of Hard Knocks Detroit. The season finale was as strong, as heartfelt, as impressive as the first episode and how it captivated everyone. Now, for better or for worse, as a Lions fan, I don't know, Mm -hmm. but very well done. I think... It didn't create, for me at least, it didn't create like an untrue or a veil or a glossified version of what the team is. I don't know. I think people are overrating what's happening with what's going to happen, meaning what you see there is how a team gets too good. And I think they expect our team to be good, but I think it was a problem. Just for the record there, to clarify, you mean gets T.O. good, not T.O.O. good. It, that was great. Yes, 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 yes. Gets to T zero good. Gets to the the path of goodness. Being a decent team, we're on the way. This is the ground that is laid for that to happen. It do, that doesn't mean that this is what they are currently. But I say that to say that it's properly covered. It's appropriately covered, and it's a true representation of what's happening in the Lions organization. And it's positive, man. I don't. I don't want to take that away with just because everyone's overrating them right now. Yeah. I mean, I think it, it really spoke to how much that team loves Dan Campbell, how those guys were not even like, it was weird to see Pimpleton not even kind of like be upset to be, he was just like, Hey, I'm really happy that you let me try this. Mm -hmm. And that I also thought it was weird when that the Vikings and the Giants were just cool with letting the cameras follow the players into the the next stages of their career. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
<laughs> there had to be some uh, strong arming <laughs> from, sure. the, from the front of the league, front office. Uh, that was a great point. That was the next thing I was going to bring up is that outside of, I think, the guard, I forget, his, uh, I forget his name, who actually looked a little bit despondent, everyone else was like, what an honor. What yeah. an honor to be a part of this. And I don't think that's made up. Uh, yeah, I, I don't. It was it was interesting for sure. I I was I was surprised by how it went down, but yeah, it's just I mean, look, it's it's a good organization. It, it's a it's certainly a good group of guys. I think where we have to let it play out to determine whether or not it's a good group of football coaches mm. at this point. Mm. Okay. But it's definitely a group of human beings that players respond to. It's an interesting thing. I won't take it too far, but this is one of those opportunities to dig a little deeper. And I want to think like, obviously there's been very, very, very bad, maybe shitty people that have been great coaches. Mm. And, but I I want to think are obviously yes, but at the highest level, at the level we're seeing it from Campbell and crew, can you really have that many quality men, quality people in a group and they all don't aren't able to translate it into improving the performance of the players they're coaching? Hey, I'm not saying they all won't. Uh, I'm sure that some of those guys, look, I, I, I thought the world of Deuce when he was here as a running backs coach. I wish he was still here, though I, I thought he was a little bit too running back by committee for mm-hmm. my liking. Mm-hmm. Uh, but a guy who definitely got the best out of people, you know, Aaron Glenn was an incredibly hot coaching candidate a couple of years ago before sort of that regression by the secondary in, in uh, Detroit last year. I think he's a heck of a coach. I think he's a future head coach and a good one. But, you know, I don't know. Is is Dan Campbell, is he cut out to be the lead guy in an organization? Does he does he have the game management skills? We're going to find out. I think I think we all like him. We mm-hmm. all definitely like this guy. We all look. I, I have a, I'm a fan of a team in the in the same conference, and I'm rooting for Dan Campbell. I want that team to succeed. Yeah, I just don't know that it will yet. I'm I'm not saying it won't. I just don't think we have all of the information. We have one year of the Dan Campbell era, and that that team was the second worst team in football. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's true. It's it's the eye test is not as uh, powerful as we like to to name it, because even though they won four games, it still was, you know, you only won four games. And, and I don't care how, how you lose them, you yeah. lost them, you know, and mm-hmm. that's going to matter more and more each second in this Dan Campbell era. So great point. Uh, and, and let's not take away from the fact that they still need guys. And this is still oh, a, for sure. you know, you still need guys. And I'm not saying you're, you're not, you're overlooking that. I think that's, part of the point you're proving is that even these good guys that can coach like an Aaron Glenn, there's only so much you can do if you're not one developing talent or you're not drawing talent or, or drafting talent. And uh, I mean, we'll they drafted Jeff Akuda and he's been a monumental bust in part due to injuries. Mm-hmm. So I, I, that does kind of play to me as a strike against Glenn that he couldn't figure that out. But yeah, you know, again, time will tell with what he does this year. We'll see. I just that guy I thought was one of the cleanest, most surefire cornerback prospects I've seen in a decade. 
And it's just weird that it just hasn't worked at all. At all. Uh, Campbell drafted him? No, Campbell. It, but but Glenn coached him. Got it. No, yeah, yeah. I'm just trying to think like. That was two years ago. So yeah, 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 it would have yeah, yeah. been it would have been the last year of well, the pre Dan Campbell era. Yeah, so it was a Patricia draft pick. I, I agree with you as far as how he looked. I'm just trying to think about his first, and by he I mean Jeff, his first introduction to the NFL and how much it that really played. Bad. It was bad, and how much yeah, that it was played really a part. Really bad. You know how how he's gonna. You know how much Aaron Glenn is is reworking. You know working the kinks out of that. So we'll see. We will, and uh, we will, and I mean, obviously, they they take Hutchinson uh, when a lot of people thought he should have been the number one pick in the draft. Probably should have been the number one pick in the draft, and where they likely would have ended up with Sauce Gardner as their first round pick. So mm-hmm. that's a toy that Glenn doesn't get to work with. The secondary is all right; it's okay. The safeties are probably better than the corners, but it's it's all right. Yeah. What's yeah. what's the realistic prediction for wins for the Lions this year? Six to seven wins is real. So like fourth or fifth pick in the draft. Yeah, yeah. I mean, because that that has to do with how bad other teams are, and I'm just trying to think. Like, yeah. Well, Seattle's going to be terrible. Houston's going to be terrible. Mm-hmm. Uh, people, think Atlanta, people think Atlanta. People think people think who? One of the New York teams. Well, yeah, potentially both of the new, well, the Jets for sure. I mean, they, we just learned today we're probably looking at at least three weeks of Joe Flacco as the starting quarterback, mm-hmm. which mm-hmm. sadly, uh, <laughs> in terms of the immediate, might yeah. be an upgrade for their passing game right now. Yeah. They're, they're going to be bad for sure. The Giants, I'm not so convinced the Giants are going to be, are going to be terrible. I'm really Me neither. not. Me neither. Um, a lot of people are writing them off. I'm, I'm not so sure. And uh, people think Atlanta is going to stink too, and I'm not. I'm not 100 percent sure Atlanta is going to stink either. I don't think Atlanta will stink. I think they will lose. Um, yeah, so seventeen four, games. Fifth, fifth, yeah, fifth, sixth pick. You're you nailed it. All right. What do you say we get to the week one NFL schedule and make some picks here? Let's uh, let's get back to making people rich, Mario. Let's make people. Ri- what I'm here to do. What my purpose in life is. And that and um, and giving tangible grades to ineffable phrases when i tell you i'm living the dream ladies and gents this is the dream i'm not i wasn't a hundred percent sure what that phrase was this week but i support my guy (laughs) this is what happens when yeah not uh yeah all right uh everybody listen to appraise the phrase If you enjoy Mario, and I wasn't the, yeah, like, look, I could have sold it better, but it's a good show. If you like Mario, you're going to like it. You should listen to it. There it is, because sometimes the phrase, yeah, yeah. Sometimes, sometimes I don't really know what's going on, but I'm just um, living my life here. (laughs) Game number one, Thursday night football, the beginning of the season, 8.20 p.m. Eastern time. The Buffalo Bills travel to SoFi Stadium in Los Angeles, California. Where I think it's interesting that we are in the midst of one of the great heat waves in California <laughs> history. Uh, I'm ch- I want to check this. Well, yeah. I'm, I'm going to see what the temperature is going to be on Thursday. We're we're looking at a high of 98 degrees mm, on Thursday, mm, mm, mm. Uh, and this is actually down substantially from some other things that I've seen. 
we were looking at like 110, 111 in areas in California today. So it is going to be warm. And uh, the Bills travel to L.A., take on the Rams. Bavada has the Rams. Two and a half point home underdogs. I like it. I like it. I like it. Here's why. The Bills are crazy good. Mm. The Bills win this game. I think that they are doing everything right. And I mean, when I, I don't just mean like looking good. I mean prep. I mean pieces, players and pieces put together, uh big time names versus role players. I mean they they their secondary is still as good as anyone's and that's all you can really ask for when you're well, going Well, there are, it's question about Tredavious White's health from the last I've seen. Where's he at now? I'm checking it out what the latest on him is. Uh what to expect without Tredavious White. So that uh Bill yeah, Bill's corner at at least the first four games. Damn it. Well, that that uh slightly shifts the 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 No it doesn't. <laughs> no, I tried. I tried. It doesn't. It really doesn't. Like I said, they do they're doing the all the things the right way, which they're prepared. They look the most prepared outside of overhyping a preseason team. They look prepared. They look well coached. They look like they are for sure about their identity. And truth mm-hmm. be told, the Rams aren't as good as they are and as good as they will be. They've got some adjustments they have to prepare for. And going against the Bills, when they can put up points, and they will put up points in different ways, uh, the Rams will have to keep up. Matt Stafford won his ring. I love him. Who knows which one's going to show up? Just these little the knots that they're going to have to to untie in, in in the first game of the season against a Bills team that, again, I think is as sharp as a team can look coming into uh-huh. a season. I'm with it. I think the Bills actually destroy this line. <laughs> All right, so you're taking Bills minus two and a half here. Uh, this is look. It, it's clearly going to be an interesting season because we're one game in, and I completely dif- disagree. I love the Rams money line here. I think Whoa. Rams win this thing outright. I really wow. do. I think the Bills are going to have a hard time scoring with that Rams passing offense. And then you've got Jalen Ramsey to go stick on Stephon Diggs. You've got Aaron Donald in the middle of that line to to muddy up the waters. Yeah, I, I do not think we're going to see a Super Bowl hangover from the Rams. I think they uh, they're here to prove. And I, I think you know what? There's a little bit of they're insulted. They're I insulted that. that they won the goddamn Super Bowl, and <laughs> now they're underdogs. Man, look, I can see that. I can even feel it all the way from Southern Cal. But listen, no, that's that, that's just radiant heat. <laughs> that's just the heat. Yeah. Look, man, they're gonna have a hangover. They've done things that some Super Bowl teams don't do. They had a guy retire. <laughs> like, come on, man. Like, it's, it's it's gonna impact. They're changing. That guy was forty-one. Aaron Donald basically retired and unretired. Well, he he didn't sure, but he's playing football for the Rams this weekend. So I would call that very I think solidly on the unretired side. There's I don't think Aaron Donald plays the game halfway. I, he that I'll does not that. strike me as a concern. I'll give you that, but I think that the mentality may shift. I don't think it'll be less than a hundred, but I think the mentality may shift. I also think that there's gelling that has to be done. I don't know if Allen Robinson is. 
uh, a great fit with Matt Stafford at this stage or ever really with Styles. Uh, but we'll see. We'll see. We'll see. I know. There's see, a I, th- I think he is. We we will find out, and we'll find out tomorrow night. Um, interested to hear your thoughts on this one because when we did our picks on uh, another show yesterday, this line was not available for whatever reason. Mm-hmm. The Cleveland Browns had to Carolina to take on quarterback who they're familiar with, Baker Mayfield, and the Carolina Panthers. Bavada has the Panthers one and a half point home favorites. I love this too. I love this too. I've said it. I'm on record in our first two shows that this version of Baker Mayfield is good for us all if you're mm-hmm. a football fan, except if you're a Browns fan. This is it. This is going to tell the biggest lie of all the games in week one. It's going to tell the lie that the Panthers may seem like they can contend in the AFC South. Uh, NFC South, excuse me. I don't think anyone is going to fall into that trap. You don't? No, it's the Panthers. Right, but... Hear me out. Hear me out on how they may do it. You've got one guy who I think is still a darling. If he performs well, he'll be he'll he'll creep right back into you know the Buccaneers play in the NFC South. Right, right, right. right. Contender. They're going. There's. It's going to be. I think the Browns are going to look terrible. So 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 position it against that. Okay. And you'll have chip on your shoulder, Baker. You have again young, explosive receivers. You have. Christian McCaffrey, we'll see. But again, I think that he makes it through this game being himself. And yeah, yeah, yeah. they're go- they're <laughs> they're also going to crush this line. This is probably one I would stay away from. I'm not 100 percent sure how this thing breaks, but we will give you uh, Panthers minus one and a half. Uh, mm-hmm. Two picks in our parlay goes up to plus two. 164 that is going to be uh substantially higher by the end of this so you can all stick around game three the indianapolis colts head to houston to take on the houston texans bavada has the texans seven point home underdogs well i mean yeah so that lets you know what's really going down with this game (laughs) and it's going to go down uh i think that what we want to do if we're watching this game for anything other than our football fix is again check that adjustment. How is Matt Ryan in the new, the new digs, the new offense? What impact can he have on um, a, a, a Ty Hilton and and on uh, the run game, which I think is going to be an amazing impact. So getting the ball rolling the right way, they definitely hit this line. They win big. They might double it. Yeah, Houston's going to be terrible. Uh, the one thing I would point out is I don't believe. Uh, T.Y. Hilton is uh, is an Indianapolis Colt anymore. Where is he? T.Y. Hilton is currently an American football free agent. Wow. Who uh, I think he That's might wild. be a little uh, a little cooked injury wise, but that offense has still got quite a bit. You know, they have Matt Ryan, you have Jonathan Taylor, you have your cousin, I assume Naeem Hines, we talk. Michael Pittman Jr., uh, and a couple of high draft picks from previous years, Paris Campbell and uh, this year's draft pick, Alec Pierce, a wide receiver. Paris Campbell. Paris Campbell. I'd Big be – he, I mean, it has to at some point, right? <laughs> no, it, it doesn't. That's the thing. <laughs> he, was, he was literally – he was the Ohio State wide receiver that everybody was fawning over in that draft, and the other guy was Terry McLaurin. 
<laughs> and I love that's my favorite thing. And that's there's there's going to be some similarities in this Ohio State draft class, which is a thing in itself. The wide the Ohio State wide receiver draft class year after year. But uh, yeah, it, it it'll 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 work in his favor. That's one thing that I didn't get to mention that I wanted to um, about the the Jets, which we'll get to, is that you know the younger guys or receivers that need that help, that nudge, just from from a veteran quarterback. That's not Carson Wentz because he does fall under veteran quarterback. Yeah, unfortunately, is that it's going to help. It's going to help guys be in position. It's going to help guys understand the game. And with a Paris Campbell who's obviously talented, you can only expect for him to improve. All right, so we're going to take Colts covering the seven, big time. Three picks in parlay now up to plus five ninety six. Moving on to our next game. The Jacksonville Jaguars head to Washington to take on the Washington Commanders, and Bavada has the Commanders minus two and a half at home. Man, um, the Jag- this Jaguars team took strides yep. in the preseason. Hard to weigh, except for this team. You know, like I think you can trust what, what you saw with Jacksonville. Mm-hmm. And just as we were speaking about a certain quarterback, the commanders have pieces in place, except for one big one. Is um is uh the DN playing? From uh, Washington. from Washington? Yeah. Let's find out. The current status. I do not uh Chase Young is out. Yeah, 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 yeah. That was the saving grace, right? Is that you know two or two to four plays where he makes a play that I think the Jaguars are still susceptible to making and squandering drives where they won't be able to recover. With that, I mean, I look- Jonathan Allen and Montez Sweat and Jamin Davis and uh, the rest of that gang, is, that defense is still They're showing still up. There. There. They're still there. They're still there. But, you know, we, we know who the leader in the, in the quote-unquote freak is. So with that gone, I think that we see a tight Jaguars win. Give me the Jaguars here. I 100% agree with this. And I would be... Jaguars money line all day on this. Yeah. That plus one twenty win outright. I, I yeah. yeah. I I think they're underrated and I think Washington's slightly overrated. So yep. you can cash in on that. Uh four picks in. Parlay goes all the way up to plus fourteen thirty one. And uh, go. we're gonna we're gonna add a couple of digits to that before it's all said and done. The New England Patriots head to Miami to take on the Miami Dolphins. Bavada has the Dolphins minus three and a half at home. Trial under fire. Not yeah. necessarily, but necess- like this is what it's going to feel like because of, you know, the headlining teams. We do this thing, at least I do every year, where I have a certain expectation of the Patriots, and this is not them. Now, don't get me wrong. They're not a bottom dweller by any means. No. They're not mediocre by any means, but... This is a chance. This is a chance. I think that these young, fast, small receivers for Miami were, are, are going to take that Cincinnati Bengals naivete and have a great game one. Will it carry over throughout the season? Question mark. We don't have to worry about that right now. Give right. me give me the Dolphins here to win at home uh, and to start the Patriots season off winless. Yeah, no, I think I think this is the first game where we're like, oh yeah, Tua is really, really good. Can we? Can we? Yes, 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 yes. And let's not overblow because I saw a little bit of circulation 
on social media about the quote unquote throw that to Tyreek Hill that was a oh, little. Who cares about that? I just think he's a really good football player. He's gonna he's gonna ball, and I love this. And I, I I can't wait. I can't wait until this offense gels in the way that Tua looked at Alabama. Now, don't it won't be Alabama output as far as dominance, but control of the offense expected. Okay, so Dolphins win. Do they cover the three and a half? They cover the three and a half. All right. Five picks in our parlay from 1431 to 28-22. Next game, the New Orleans Saints head to Atlanta to take on the Atlanta Falcons, and Bavada has the Falcons five and a half point underdogs at home. Woo! I know you're excited about the return of my man, uh, Jameis Winston. I, I, hey, it's the other quarterback who I'm interested in seeing get to, get to lead his own team again. I, I've always been a Mariota fan. I just he he just he's missing that one thing to make him a great quarterback, and I, I think that's that like that intangible leadership quality. But man, he's just so fundamentally sound. I remember just like fawning over that dude as a draft prospect. Oh, you couldn't wait to have him in Philly. <laughs> yeah, and we assumed it was going to happen. Yeah, I mean the connection and all, but. Look here. I think I don't think Mariota is going to play poorly. I think that they're going to lose early and often. They lose this game. The Saints have a, leave a lot to be desired, but the guys that they're paying and they're expecting to play well are going to play well. I don't think we get a lot out of Michael Thomas, but I think he his name will, will be said enough. Okay. Uh, and um, it's just the fact that, like you said, the lack of that leadership. There's another thing that comes with that and it's just like zest energy 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 and if you can't create that energy especially as an underdog then you know you 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 can count your l before the first the first tick in the in the uh on the clock so let me ask you about that how much does that matter how much does having a quarterback who a team can rally behind matter as opposed to having a quarterback who's more laid back and kind of introverted so there's two ways about this and the introversion if the introversion comes with a energy and a do it how i'm doing it type of thing where Mm -hmm. it's in that and and that not every introverted guy is doing that and not every extroverted guy is doing that but there's certain there's certain leadership qualities where you're like you know what I expect. I don't think Mariota has it. I don't think Mariota, I put it this way. When um, when a play is not run like you want it to be run in practice, Mariota's not the one that's getting the guys back uh, on the line to run it again. Mm. The coaches are still doing that. And that, those are the things where like, if it don't look good to, to Marcus, then it's, <laughs> we're going to run it again. There's an understanding regardless of 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 the the personality of the quarterback as far as being boisterous and whatnot. So I think the 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 best quarterback I've played with outside of you know I, I never never caught passes from Peyton but just witnessed him orchestrating with that energy. But uh rest in peace Jared Lorenzen was very loud, very, very, very energetic guy, but he had a standard, man. He had a standard that if I don't like what's going on, we're gonna do it again. And we're gonna run, right. and, and 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 it made it it, it made a, a big difference. So uh, I don't think Mariota has that, and you can't, you can't, you can't overcome being an underdog without that. You just can't. Makes sense. All right, so we're taking Saints to cover here. 
Yes, even though boo the Saints, they're boring. Yeah, for real. I need them to lose all 17 games so we can have the first pick in the draft. Um, probably unlikely. All right, so the Saints, six picks in the parlay now up to uh, plus 54.79. And we move on to what I would consider to be the game of the weekend. The Philadelphia Eagles travel to Detroit to take on Dan Campbell. Amon Ross St. Brown. Who's a Chase Lucas <laughs> and the Detroit Lions? Bavada uh, has the Lions as four point home underdogs. Hey, Chase, Chase, come on the show, man, and talk to me about like, I haven't seen that type of youthful energy with about playing the game <laughs> in a long time. Like, Coach, I just want to know if I'm doing good. Coach, coach, I've never haven't seen that. Well, and I, coach, I feel like I'm going to be great. Coach, oh, coach, on top of that, I got greatness. <laughs> like, this is high school football for him. This is yeah. high school football. But good anyway, him, so man. I know uh, it's, 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 it's infectious and it's endearing, and I rock with it, even though I was off put to start. I'm not going to lie. A little off put. But that's what's going to carry us over the. No, 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 no. Yeah, no, no. <laughs> this is the this is in my opinion the most exploitable line of the weekend Repeated. i genuinely believe that i think there's money on the lions because of hard knocks <laughs> uh I, and not the eagles like i in my in in pursuit of a parlay on friday i will be using an alternate line here i'll be going i'm going all the way up the eagles minus six and a half Ooh. To move that move that line from minus one ten to I believe it was plus one thirty last time I looked at it. Mm. <laughs> I'm with that. I'm with that. Two reasons. Now, yeah, I'm with that. I won't. I won't. I won't, I won't do that. I don't want to. I don't want to overanalyze. And I think I'm starting to lean into bias now that we're closer mm-hmm. to the season. I really am. And I do this thing where I won't even watch the first half if they're winning. <laughs> like if I don't catch the opening snap. And they're winning by the time I catch the game. I'll wait until halftime to start watching. Uh, but so it's yeah. kind of like not coming in the middle of a play. Exactly, exactly. I think the Lions can win here. I think they can they technically win the can. Line. Yeah, I think they definitely can win the line. I have oh, a not thing. They can't do. <laughs> I have a thing about about this Eagles team, and yeah. I, you don't want to hear it that often. No, tell probably me. for the same reasons. Another team that I think, without the rah rah attached, and went through their headline uh, ebbs and flows, and were, were mainly the, the the low end of that, preparing themselves to be very solid, like very solid. I don't want to mm-hmm. say like the best, you're the best thing we're gonna see, but week in and week out, very solid. I don't know when that starts. I don't know if that starts with us, <laughs> if that starts with Detroit or not, but. Because of what I trust and what I see and what I've been reading, I'm going to say yes. And unfortunately, I think the Eagles take care of business, cover the line. And uh, in the second half, it's a it's a Philadelphia show. All right. Well, seven picks in. The parlay goes from 54.79 to uh, plus $10,551. Wins 10.5K. So far, going to be a lot, uh, gonna be a lot higher than that. The Pittsburgh Steelers travel to Cincinnati to take on the Cincinnati Bengals, and Bavada has the Bengals' six-and-a-half-point home favorites. I can't wait for this. This is going to be a party. 
the Steelers offensively are not ready, man. And they may get ready because I, it's hard for me to bet against the motivating factor of that of that coaching staff, whatever. I, that's one of the few times I'll give that prop up in public. But this Bengals team is also special. Their quarterback is special, ladies and gentlemen. He, he's, it's not a fluke. I know he's coming off an injury, and I have a thing about that, but he's special. And when special players are coming off injury, you know. They come off injury specially. They cut, it's a special return off of injury. And, and it's, it's a rivalry game. This is going to be a fun game for me to watch because they're going to they're going to they're going to win by ten. I think this is interesting that you think the Super Bowl champion is going to be the team to have the Super Bowl relapse and not the Super Bowl runner up, which it has always historically been. Yeah, the thing about it is that also, also the youthful ignorance is a real yeah, thing. That's fair. With the Bengals, I don't. I think they really think that they're always the best team on the field. I don't think it's a it's a fake thing. That's fair. All right, Bengals cover the six and a half? Yes. Our parlay halfway through all the way up to plus 2233, a hair over 20,000. The game. San Francisco 49ers head to Chicago to take on the Chicago Bears and Bavada has the Bears 7-point home underdogs. If it wasn't the Bears, I'd be giving this Niners team some grief. Yeah. You know what I mean? I think that Trey Lance needs time. Not, that's why that seven worries me a little bit. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. <laughs> Again, if it wasn't the Bears, I would be like, this might be outright. You know, this might be an outright because Trey's going to also like stall out, but he may turn it over. And as much as the bears don't have much going on, I mean, defensively, they'll be okay. Like literally like, okay. Like average. I don't know. And I'd love to hear your opinion. I don't know where I sit on fields because sometimes, sometimes he really looks the part of raising the level of those around him. Yes, he does. The problem is those around him, are Darnell Mooney, Byron <laughs> Pringle, Vellis Jones Jr., Dante Pettis, Equiminius St. Brown. And, I mean, David Montgomery's a good running back. And th- this team, honestly, should take a page out of the Eagles book from last year, though they'd be doing so with a lesser offensive line and try to try to force the run on other teams. And with Fields and Montgomery, you'd think you'd be relatively successful there. I just, man, they're... They're not doing Justin Fields any favors in terms of the the wide receivers they're putting around him to help his development. I'm very worried about Braxton Jones at left tackle. Woo! Okay, I'm I, called it. I don't like the center position. Like Cody Whitehair is good. Tevin Jenkins, a former high draft pick, now got kicked into guard because Riley Reeves at tackle. So the right side should be okay. But kind of it's kind of like an indie where former Eagle guard Matt Pryor is playing left tackle. Like that's a big position to have a big question mark. I'm telling you, and watch watch how it impacts the offense, not just with performance, but with scheme. You know, there's gonna be certain plays that they can't call in certain areas of the field. So that's what it will negate any well, some of what uh could be that special thing that that fields can do it's for for me this one is a is a coin flip for real 
So I take I take the Bears here against the line. They may lose, but I take the Bears here against the line. It's going to be an ugly one to watch. Yes, you. So we're, I was vacillating between Bears plus the seven or just take the safety of the 49ers money line. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I don't know. I, I could go either way there, but we will uh, officially make the selection Bears plus seven. Which will take our parlay from plus twenty thousand to plus thirty-eight seven. Uh, the Green Bay Packers head to Minnesota to take on the Minnesota Vikings, and Bavada has the Vikings one and a half point home underdogs. Good. This is another game where I have to see what's going on. I don't yeah. trust. I don't trust history for either either of these organizations right now. One like internally, Minnesota is you know not where they want to be. I don't think Dalvin Cook is in top shape yet. It's very interesting. And then you've got, I think, the documented concern uh, that Aaron Rodgers has made vocal. But also there's concern about him, too, in, 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 in all respects. So this is one of those games where it could be either team. So you go with, you know, matchup superstars, and uh, that's the only historical relevance. So we'll take Aaron Rodgers, uh, and and the pack. We'll go. We'll go with pack to 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 cover. Yeah, yeah. The, the wide receiver core is going to be interesting to watch. If if Romeo Dubs is as good as everybody's making him out to be, if he nah. can step up and be a, a number, a solid number two, even a number one option in of a, a poor wide receiver room. But like something just tells me that for stubbornness reasons. Randall Cobb's going to lead the team in targets with like 115. I'm telling you, he, one, <laughs> yeah, there's not going to be a lot of passes to go around. Like Aaron Rodgers is not calling a bluff here. If he doesn't trust you, he doesn't believe what's going on, it's not happening. So, you know, grain of salt when it, when it comes to anybody else getting touches. Good call on Randall Cobb. And uh, Also, Randall Cobb is only 32. That literally shocked me. Ooh, I mean, he did a lot. He has done a lot in his body wear. And his game was was built for that. So, yeah. Yeah, this is going to be a rough one. I don't think it's going to be his last one, but it's going to look like his last one. All right, we're going Packers cover here? We're going Packers cover. Packers minus one and a half takes the parlay all the way up. Now we're talking about real numbers, sir. Plus 74,000 and eight. $100 wins you $74,008, 10 picks into the parlay. We've got the Kansas City Chiefs heading to Arizona to take on the Arizona Cardinals, and Bavada has the Cardinals six-point home underdogs. Yeah, let's get this going. First of all, I want any listener give feedback to what I'm about to say. Mm-hmm. First, it's going to be applause and feedback. The quote-unquote new-look Chiefs offense is going to be different It's not going to be as high-flying, but it's going to be so efficient and so beautiful to watch. They are going to set the record straight for this Cardinals team that from top to bottom, charge from top to bottom. Nobody knows what you're talking about. That's literally just for us, but go ahead. (laughs) Oh, dang it. I'm so clever. Um, I I thought that was going to be applause, and I thought it would be funny, but it wasn't. Damn it. Um, but, But this Cardinals team needs a humbling. It's coming. Soon come from, again, from top to bottom. This is the week for it. Give me all of the all of the Chiefs. All of the all Chiefs. of the Chiefs. I, I think I'm on I'm on board with you there. All right, Chiefs minus six, which means we're taking our parlay up to plus one four one three seven eight hundred dollars wins one hundred and forty one k. 
I did actually learn that there's a hundred dollar max payout on the parlay, but that's it's just going to be a question of how little we can spend. Yes, to win yeah. that hundred hundred thousand exactly. dollars. The Las Vegas Raiders head to L.A. to take on the Los Angeles Chargers. And Bavada has the Chargers three and a half point home favorites. This is what we're going to have to deal with, with the West. This is what we're going to have to deal with. This is my issue. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I just said I was living the dream earlier in the show. This is where it turns into a nightmare for me. How am I supposed to pick this without seeing either team so far? Right. And that's how I feel because this, this division is so strong. And the addition... The additions that the Raiders have made, I'm, <laughs> I like it. I like it a lot. <sighs> Chargers at home is what's doing it for me. Give me the Chargers. Yeah, but is, is that, does that home mean anything in L.A.? No. Well, yes. But, yes, in ways. But at home also means nothing in Las Vegas, so we'll call, exactly, that, a, exactly. call that a wash. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Give, me, give, me, give me the Chargers here. I'm very on the fence about this oh, game. Man, man. I... Decent chance. Uh, I have. I would go Raiders money line here. I think that offense is going to be something to uh, something to watch. But we shall see. Uh, we'll take Chargers minus three and a half here. Parlay all the way up to plus two seventy six. One one nine. Twelve out of sixteen picks in. Moving on to the New York Football Giants heading to Tennessee to take on the Tennessee Titans. Bavada has the Titans five and a half point home favorites. <laughs> I mean, this is, thank you. Thank you. This is where people can get some, some good money. Uh, this is where the, you know, new staff, I think reinvention of uh, Danny Jones, I mm-hmm. think healthy Saquon, relatively healthy Saquon, better yet, Chris, better utilized Saquon. Better utilized Kenny Galladay. Ooh, give me that nice five-yard hitch. If he gets three of those, if he gets 15 yards receiving, <laughs> there's got to be something on the Bavada about that. Yeah, the the over-under for Kenny Galladay total yards in this game is actually at 13 and a half. There we go. I said, if he gets 15. No, it's not. But. Oh. <laughs> Yo, yeah, seriously. But otherwise, 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 this Giants team, like we mentioned earlier in the show, is not uh, a red carpet. And it's definitely, they're definitely not that for the Titans, who I think are going going to go through what I like to deem a midlife crisis for certain teams that have an expectation of of relying on a thing that they haven't actually thoughtfully improved upon. Mm-hmm. They don't have, you know, A.J. Brown didn't play a lot last year, but they don't have him again, basically. <laughs> you know what I mean? And uh, I think the the... Magic. What is it? The the special drink that uh Michael Jordan, the water that Bugs Bunny had, it's wearing off. It's wearing oh, off yeah. for, for Tannehill. That's it's done. It's water now for Tannehill. And honestly, it might be urine it, at this point. So give me actually the Giants to uh take the Giants out right, y'all. I'm telling you that that is interesting. I'm I don't know that I can jump on there, but I can mm-hmm. see where you're coming from for sure. Because I, I do think people have to have a little bit of concern about Derrick Henry. Come on. I know, obviously got banged up, missed a bunch of games at the end, so this is a little bit misleading. But Derrick Henry has not rushed for more than 100 yards in a game since October 18th of 2021. In, in the three games, okay, so he played two games after that in the regular season before he got hurt. He had 29 carries for 86 yards, three yards a clip. Then he had 28 carries for 68 yards, 2.4 yards a clip. 
gets hurt, comes back in that game that they lose to the Bengals, 20 carries, 62 yards. Longest carry in any of those last three games was 11 yards. Man, look, men lie, women lie, numbers sometimes lie, but not when you put them like that, Chris. And I don't think it's a true testament of where he is in his career. So, yes, we, we're, we're putting that where it should be. But when it comes to moving this team forward and being the thing and the reason why the Titans can compete week in and week out, again, fading to black when it comes to that. The Titans are in re- reconstructure, restructuring mode without acknowledging it. And that t- tends to turn into implosion. I just, I, I've, it's hard for me not to look at these numbers. And we talked about this going into that 2021 season with Henry. You know, when you look at the total, the total rushing attempts, it goes from 110 to 176 to 215 to 303 to 378. And last year he was on pace for, my, it's going to be rough math here, but 465 carries before he got hurt eight games in. Yeah. Like I, I think we may have hit that. I was going to ask you: Do you think? Do you think it was just a year delay? This thing that always happens with running backs. You think it was? Well, I think that thing happened last year because he missed nine games. Ah, yeah, yeah, yeah. What's okay? So now, so now, what we have to do to be fair to what we've seen from Derrick Henry in in the past, while taking this in, we have to see what his bounce back season looks like. I'm leaning more towards you, though. No, no, no. But still, with that said, I'm only. Because respect to his game and his style and, and, and what he's able to do. But I'm leaning towards what you're saying, which is now we're going to see the decline. That That is inevitable. Well, I mean, he is, uh, let's see, he's 28 years old now. He'll turn 29 during the season. I know for a normal human being, that's pretty young. For a running back, it's basically ancient. Mm-hmm. And we've also seen the thing where, you know, he had never missed more than one game in a season before. And how many times have we seen this with like top athletes once that seal is broken and mm. they start missing games, they start missing games. Mm. That's real, man. I That's real. I would love to do a show just on that. That's how real that is. So we'll see, man. And I think for me, that translates into what do we do about Derrick Henry, which translates into what are we doing as an offense, which translates into what are we doing as an, as a team? Yep. Which translates to what are we doing high in the draft? Exactly. So, I mean, they took Willis, but, you know. And they do add Robert Woods. So they don't they don't just lose Brown and have, get nothing. They get Robert Woods. They have the first round pick, Traylon Burks, who a little raw right now, but there is potential there. So Do we remember not... Robert Woods in Buffalo before Stefan Diggs? Robert Woods is a good football player. He, you know, I'm saying – very good. He was productive and could not move the needle on, on win loss. Could not, and that's how I, how I no. Feel but about he it. but he didn't have Derrick Henry at running back at that point, and it's oh, just, okay. it all comes down to who Derrick Henry is. Is Derrick Henry the Derrick Henry of old, or at least seventy five to eighty percent of it, or is he a modern day at least modern day in relation to the last two or three years Christian McCaffrey? Okay, I'm I'm willing to hear that out. No disrespect to Robert Woods is what I meant, but also when it turns into wins losses, that's not the guy I'm putting on the pedestal at all. Fair enough. For you, it's Ryan Tannehill. So we're going <laughs> we're going Giants outright here. I that's what I'm going with. I have I have all something right. something is itching me about this this Giants team. Well, this is going to be good for the old number here. 
The parlay goes from plus 276, 119, all the way up to, boy, oh boy, plus $842,368. Ooh, sorry. Money, money, money. Uh, The Tampa Bay Buccaneers travel to Dallas to take on the Dallas Cowboys, and Bavada has the Cowboys two and a half point home underdogs. Man, y'all, 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 yeah. Bucks will cover, look, another, another humbling on the way by way of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers to the Dallas Cowboys. The players that we are depending on, we meaning football analysts and media people and fans, when we mm-hmm. look at the Cowboys, those guys are not the same guys. I know they have the same names. Those are not the same guys. I'm sorry. Dak Prescott, as good as he can be, and we thought he, similar to what you just said, Chris, about when that seal is broken as far as, uh, players that aren't injured often and then become. When you don't cross the superstar threshold, when you have that window, you're never going to cross it or get close to it again. Mm-hmm. And Dak didn't do it. And now it's time. And it's all on him. And uh, yeah, same with the running game. Same, you know, we'll see flashes defensively. They're missing some, some quality uh, front front. Four guys. I mean, come on. I think this Cowboys team is overrated all around. Tampa Bay. That seems to be the consensus, which is what worries me that they're just gonna, they're going to be great. Um, <laughs> I will. I will say like a couple of interesting Cowboys things. One, maybe the worst trade in when you look back at it of the whole off season when they deal Amari Cooper to get away from that nineteen million dollar a year contract for a fifth round pick, like. Then all of a sudden, the wide receiver market went bananas, and $19 million seems like a reasonable price tag, and if not even a bargain for Amari Cooper, yeah, gave him away for nothing. And I saw the absolute craziest stat I've ever seen in relation to a football player yesterday, and it has to do with their all-world offensive guard, Zach Martin. Let's go. Zach Martin has been to seven Pro Bowls. He has five career holding penalties. He's the only offensive what? lineman to have more Pro Bowls than holding penalties. What? Yeah, like how does that even happen? What in a zone read team with a zone running team? <laughs> I mean, they run some power too, but gee, okay. I'll show love. I'll show love there. I'll show love. Like, That's it. I, I detest that team, but that is the, the craziest. That's like that's yeah, the craziest, okay. most impressive stat. It is. It is. That's hard to do, man. I, it, my, my Chris, my first thought was like, put the tape on because I wanted to hate so bad. Like, put the tape on. I don't believe that. Oh, well, but you man, know, I mean, he's definitely held more than five times. I know, but know, I mean, there's, there's the holding that, and then there's holding in the game, you know? Right. Yeah, that's fair. You know? And and also, I feel like there's a reputation thing that goes into it. I mean, like, that, that was Zach Martin that couldn't have been holding if it's close. If it's close, and that's the same thing. Hey, look, 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 look. And I like that you name that because it's not a negative. You're naming it. It's not a negative. No, it's, it's not. It's just the way it is. It's the way it is. It's it's fouls on 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 quality uh, people, quality ball handlers in the league. It's it's pass interference calls or lack thereof, depending on which side of the ball we're talking about, DB or receiver. You know, these yeah. are the things that just happen. You got to be okay with it. These are you know being. A, a hair over the nose of the ball for quality ends or with a jump. You just, it's instincts. It's it's the way you've got to give that buffer. So, you know, yeah. Bucks cover the two and a half. Absolutely. Absolutely. All right. Plus 842 and change is now up to plus 1.5 million. 
Sorry, plus no. 1.5 million. And what, what is going on here? Now what game is off the schedule? Because I'm, I'm still only seeing, we're still only going to get to 15. No Broncos Seahawks? Broncos Seahawks is the last game, but we're at 14. We should, and obviously there's going to be 16. Mm-hmm. So I don't know which game we're taking off. Ravens Jets. Ravens Jets for reasons. I wonder why that one. Oh, it's because of the quarterback stuff. They announced that Flacco is the starter for the first at least three weeks. Well, let me speak to that really quickly. Yeah. Bravo in terms of, not bravo, but like good on the young receiver. Good on the young receiver, Garrett Wilson, who will get to do some of the nuanced things and find success with a quarterback that at least knows what he's trying to do. And, and, yeah. and can get well, the I don't know if he can do it anymore. Exactly, exactly, exactly. So well, it, it, what I'm saying is that at least Garrett Wilson's good habits will be rewarded with the right things, whether it be the actual catch or not. You know, he won't build bad habits trying to trying to make up for anything that um, Zach Wilson can't do. Their offense is really interesting, minus the quarterback position. Man, I know. Elijah Moore, Corey Davis, Garrett Wilson. Yeah, man, that there is there is something there. The offensive line is uh, in flux, but it's not good when they they bring in Mackay Becton's out for the year, and I mean you have to worry about long term health for that guy with, mm-hmm. with the knee injuries he's having. And they they're like, ah, eh, we're not just going to bring in Dwayne Brown. We're going to sign him to like a two year deal. Yeah, like we really want Dwayne. Brown. This guy just sitting on the street. <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, it's cause for concern for sure. Yeah, Jets are good. I mean, uh, Jets are going to lose that game pretty bad, though. Um, yeah. Final game that we're going to pick: the Denver Broncos head to Seattle to take on the Seattle Seahawks, and Bavada has the Seahawks six and a half point home underdogs. I don't know how this happened twice in the opening opening week. Yeah, it's pretty cool. It's pretty cool. I don't think is I don't think there's any funny funny stuff happening, but I think it's pretty cool. Big win, big win for the Broncos. I'm interested in how and what approach this Broncos team takes continue to rely on this defense please 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 they're going to be tur- turnover they're going to be a turnover machine uh, i think that this is perfect for russell wilson uh i want to see if uh trevor lindley i believe that uh, trevor who we talking about running back lindsay lindsay are you talking about philip lindsay ends up philip lindsay philip lindsay's been gone for a while i think he's on the colts practice squad Denver's got one of the best young running backs in the league and uh, second-year running back, Javante Williams. Javante Williams. Also, Play Melvin action. Ingram's backing him up. I don't care. Melvin Gordon. I don't care. Thank you. Yes, yes. Uh, they are, they are, they're built the same way, by the way. It's actually really odd. Play-action football back in Denver. We haven't seen high-quality play-action football since Jake Plummer. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't think there would be a Jake Jake Plummer reference on the show today, but here we are. No, but do you remember that year that Jake Plummer was highly competent as the Broncos quarterback? Look, he had his he had his moment in the sun for sure. He did. That's what we're getting back into with without the the uh, radical lifestyle that he probably lived underneath that helmet. I think it's a good thing. This is a great test for what they want to be because the Seahawks are so bad. They'll run the ball well. Give me the Broncos. Take take all of the Broncos as well. Yeah, this is another one where I potentially play around with the line a little bit mm-hmm. and take some alternate points because uh, Broncos by eight or something like that, still eight and a half even feels good. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
All right, so Broncos minus six and a half. This is the 15th and final pick in our parlay, which takes the parlay up. Theoretically, $100 wins you just a hair over $3 million. So let's figure it out what we need to spend here. We have to spend $2. That's not right. No. Four is also not right. Three is too much. Three. One. All right, three dollars. It's working out, everyone. Thirty. Three dollars and thirty-two cents. If you want to max it out at your, if you got, if you want to max it out, uh, three dollars and thirty-three cents with this fifteen-pick parlay wins you would win you the full hundred thousand dollars. Wow, I think I might do that. Why would you not spend three dollars and thirty-three cents to win a hundred k? I mean, I'm going to do it. <laughs> I don't see any reason not to. Then can just let that ride next week. Exactly. Then don't even worry about it, everyone. For the record, that 100K, if you were, if you were allowed to bet it all on this parlay, would pay out. Let's see how many. That's that. It's very hard to see what this is. I have to pull this 100 if you you got 100k to put down on this parlay it is going to win you decimal point there decimal point there decimal point there <laughs> 3 billion dollars <laughs> <laughs> well it feels right enjoy your like life I've always thought I should be a billionaire yeah yeah enjoy your new life how about think about the taxes Nightmare. What are taxes at that point, man? Uh, um, taxes are about $1.4 billion at that point, for the record. <laughs> I mean, it's all imaginary. It, once I, once I, like, whatever, I, you can take my imaginary overabundance. I'll keep the other. <laughs> I do think people forget how much a billion is. Yeah, I don't like, even think people really know. A, compared, like, how much a billion is compared to a million? Like, <laughs> It is so much more. Yeah, like it's, don't think because it, they they rhyme, <laughs> or just because it's the next level up. Right. It's like saying the difference between a thousand and a million. That really is it. That really and is it, though. Fairly substantial. Yeah, like not doing the, remotely the same things. Like if you had a billion dollars, like it would be very very hard for you to spend it. If you wanted to over the course of your lifetime, short of like buying professional sports teams. That's what we talked about that a little bit on the phrase of phrase. When we were, um, there was this, uh, a fact about glasses and, and the people that make most of the glasses and contact lenses is one company and they make like four billion a year annually. And we're like, if you had one billion, you'd have to like spend 500 million to put a dent into it. And if you spend 500 million, whatever you bought is likely going to make you money. So you're actually didn't put it into it. It's like, it's also true. And especially, especially sports teams that you're talking about an an asset that continuously rises in value. I mean, look at the warriors when, when the, when Joe Lacob and that group bought the warriors, I think they bought them for $870 million and now they're worth four point something billion. Ooh, again, million and billion are not close. That is a they great, are not close. No, no. <laughs> that is a is, great margin. 
substantial amount of money and you can understand why they're willing to go in uh, and spend into the luxury tax threshold a little bit to keep that asset appreciated. (laughs) Exactly. So what I'm saying is we're going to buy the Warriors. That's going to be it for this week's episode of the Underdog NFL Show. For Mario Hines, I'm Chris Horwardell. Enjoy week one of NFL football, and we'll see you next time.